brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Happy Easter to everybody, Laziali, all over the world, if you celebrate Easter, obviously. Um, special episode today because uh, we decided to talk 24 hours later than Lazio Benevento. A lot of things to talk about, uh, crazy match, special match, I would say. And as usual with me, there is Alasdair McKenzie. Happy Easter, Alasdair. Happy Easter to you too, and to everyone else listening. Um, yeah, it was... Uh, for, a, for a game against Benevento, it's raised a lot more talking points than perhaps we expected, but it's amazing, really, how much has come out of this match. Uh, most importantly, I suppose, the three points, which is so crucial, especially with Roma dropping points as well. But, um, yeah, a lot, lots to get through. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we said it before the match, it was fundamental to win. And, uh, you know, I think it was a very strange match because... If you didn't see it and you saw the result at the end of it, you think, okay, 6-2, you know, it was a very easy match for, for Lazio. No, it wasn't at all. I thought first half really, really bad. Lazio went even down. And then afterwards, after Casado scored, the match changed again and it was pretty much easy at the end. Lazio controlled the match and, and scored pretty much when, when wanted. But uh, for the first 60, 65 minutes, probably... Uh, it was a very tough match, and this shows that Benevento is not a bad team, uh, especially when they attack. They are pretty good. They they simply make too many mistakes, and in Serie A you cannot allow uh, to make all these mistakes and uh, try to survive. I mean, I think they're pretty much already relegated, but uh, they're, they're not going to be easy to, to beat because they have nothing to lose now. But... Alistair, I don't know where to start. Shall we start from Lucas Leiva performance? Oh, he's brilliant again, and the best goal he scored so far for Lazio is an absolutely brilliant goal. Um, but yeah, that's three and three now for Lucas. Um, clearly, not a guy when we brought him in that we expected to be providing a lot of goals for us. But he's been doing that a lot, and it has to be said. I mean, we've been praising him quite a lot in recent weeks, but during the last month where things have been pretty difficult um, for Lazio, not getting good results. Lucas has been one of the players who's really stepped up and used that leadership that we wanted to see from him. He's shown his experience and his quality, and he's been able to provide um, 
a, a really big presence at both ends of the pitch. Uh, and yeah, just phenomenal again yesterday. You know, the number of interceptions he, he made was incredible. The goal he scored was incredible. And it's just been really encouraging um, to see him react in the way he does. Uh, we've talked a lot before about the difference between him and Belia and the fact that he does offer that those leadership qualities that perhaps Belia doesn't. And I think today is a day, or at least yesterday was a day that that became so clear um, because Belia was often a player who shied away in difficult circumstances, but Lucas seems to thrive in it. And yeah, he was man of the match again. Yes, I agree. It's funny because when he came, uh, you know, we thought, okay, it's it's a perfect fit for Lazio because uh, he's very good in getting back the ball and Lazio can press very high and recover the ball very high position and counter-attack immediately. Then we start looking that he was even a, a positive leader for this team and now he's even a, a scorer, top scorer, you know, three goals in, three, in the last three matches. But I think, as you said correctly, what's, what's flashing is how in the, in the difficult moment, especially in this last two months where Lazio is struggling, uh, he has stepped up and performing uh, not only as a leader in the field, but even helping, you know, scoring when Lazio was struggling, when Immobile wasn't performing that well. So, yeah, probably could it be this the best signing uh, uh, for Iglitare? I don't know, because there, there are a lot of good signings, but for sure, one of the best. Yeah, I definitely think he's right up there. And in terms of value for money as well, I think it was... 5 million euros or around that mark that, that we paid for him. So in terms of the performances we're getting out of him, the age he's at, the fact he's got more good seasons ahead, um, I think you're right. I think he's right up there among being one of the best signings. Um, you know, along with Stefan De Vrij, obviously been brilliant closer. There have been a few, but uh, yeah, he's, he's definitely right up there. Yes. And uh, again, probably one of the things that we were missing in this in the past was a positive leader with that international experience that Lucas Leva have. You know, that's that's uh, what Lazio was missing, and uh, Lucas Leva is very important for that. I still think, and uh, maybe we're going to talk about later, that from now on, to make the final step to compete uh, for the Champions League uh, every year. Lazio need to buy more this type of players, uh, not, uh, how can I put it, surprises like Milinkovic-Savic that are potential stars but have to grow. But yeah. we need more players like Lucas Leva that still have three, four years, very positive and has ex international experience, that leadership, that can help you in this tough moment that you will have during the season. Yeah, and it goes to show, his signing goes to show that you don't always necessarily need to be shelling out huge transfer fees in order to find players who have those qualities, that experience at the top level. Um, you just need to really scour the market for players in certain circumstances like he was, where he was uh, effectively not in Jurgen Klopp's plans. He wasn't going to get a game at Liverpool, so they, they were quite happy to take any sort of fee for him. And you find players like that on the market every summer. So that is definitely something I completely agree with in terms of Champions League competitiveness. You do need more than just targeting young players and hoping for the best. Obviously, we've 
done quite well from that in the past. But um, yet yeah, you you want to see the club bringing in more of these champions. But I think it's having the success of guys like Lucas and I mentioned closer before seeing the success of established guys like that coming to Lazio, having a great time at the club and achieving success. It it will surely help the likes of Tare to convince players to come by saying, look, we've got these examples of guys who've thrived here. So it, it puts us in a strong position in, in negotiations, hopefully. And and I think at the same time, uh, seeing Lazio performing so well, you know, the Lazio is a relative young team, have a lot of youngsters that are promising and have uh, uh, performed well. It's a nice football to see and is doing well in Europe League. That's another... Uh, positive vibes for experienced players who come, uh, who are linked to Lazio. You know, you you know that you're coming in a young team that has a lot of talent and wants to achieve uh, results in Europe. Yeah, I mean, it's just up to a really, really big month now. I mean, April is huge for Lazio, and this is the time to see it through. Um, there are so many positives we can already take from this season, like you say, a young. A young team that's playing very attractive football, that's what we want to see. But at the end of the day, we need to achieve our goals. And our goals are to finish in the top four and to get as far as we can in the Europa League. So the next three or four weeks are going to tell us an awful lot about where this Lazio team is. Um, I know I've seen a few fans on social media and so on already writing us off just because of a run of uh, poor form. But that happens during a campaign. It's a long season and uh, you have ups and downs. So hopefully finishing the season in the strongest way possible, there's absolutely no reason why we can't get the rewards we deserve for what's happened so far. And one thing very important, going back to Lazio Benevento, is that we don't have to forget that Lazio had a lot of players out for this match. Uh, Maruzic and Patrick played on the wings because... Lulic, uh, Lukaku uh, were out, injured, and Lazio didn't have pretty much any options there. And Patrick had to play on the uh, on his wrong side because his uh, his right foot and playing on the left had to all the time go back and uh, cross it with the right foot. So uh, this wasn't a, an easy match for Lazio as uh, Radu was out. Let's not forget. Wallace was out, so Inzaghi had to change a little bit uh, the starting eleven, and uh, so you know it's never easy uh, to to have to make so many changes for the the formation, even if you play against Benevento. Yeah, exactly, and I mean Patrick is a guy who I saw getting a bit of criticism online, but you, like you say, you have to remember this is a guy who's being played out of position effectively. I mean, he's a very useful guy because he is very versatile. But he's not left-footed. I don't think he's played at left wing-back this season. He's played on the right-hand side, but I don't think he's played on the left. He's been played in a back three. So, you know, you can ask... Um, it's You know, it's asking a lot of him to go into a game in that role and automatically excel there. I think he did okay. He was uh, in good attacking positions throughout the match just defensively uh, to blame for this uh, for the second goal, certainly, and not always very switched on in that regard. But to be fair, he's not the only person in the Lazio squad who suffers from that problem. 
Patrick, I think, as you said, is a very useful player because can fit in the, can play in different positions. So you know, when you are in an emergency uh, situation, you can play him in different position. But it's not that player that can change the team. So obviously, he can be a sub. He can be your your go-to player when when you struggle. You have a lot of injured players, but obviously, cannot be considered a starter especially if you're competing for the Champions League. So he's useful. As you said, he made a mistake. More than made a mistake, he showed his limits in the second goal of Benevento where Lombardi dribbled past him very well. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think one, one important thing we saw yesterday is that the 3-5-2 of Simone Inzaghi, it's, it's not performing really well when on the, the wingers doesn't perform really well. And uh, yes, uh, yesterday we had Patrick on one side and Marusic on the others, on the other, and they both didn't perform well. And uh, this, for me, is the reason why in the first half Lazio didn't play that well and was pretty much never dangerous because the, the wingers, and we saw it at the beginning of the season when Lukaku was entering and changing the match, uh, they were always dribble-passing the... the, the the, their opponent and was forcing the defenders to go wide and try to catch them and so Immobile in the box was always one-on-one and there was Milinkovic coming in, Parolo coming in and so of, often we had more players in the box than the, than the defenders and that was the reason why Lazio was dangerous. Now with Marusic and Patrick playing that bad and with Luis Alberto and Felipe Anderson that are not players that tend to fill the box but likes to move outside the box I think that's the reason why Lazio is not so dangerous as before. Yeah, I think it was interesting as well to see the change that was made at half-time with Caicedo coming on for Bastos. That made a huge impact. And, I mean, Lazio essentially just went into this ultra-attacking mode to try and um, put the game to bed. But Caicedo did have, I would say, the best performance he's had for Lazio so far. Uh, in terms of an impact coming off the bench, I think he was brilliant. And we could really see, uh, we've heard Nzagi compliment the guy all season long, but we haven't seen too many examples of why, um, apart from that goal against Sampdoria. But uh, he, yeah, having him up front alongside him, obviously, what you were talking about there in terms of not having enough bodies in the box, he was he solved that problem and he was linking up the plays, uh, physical, very difficult for the Benevento defenders to to actually get close to him and in the end scored a very good goal and was integral to the way that Lazio were constructing their attacks. So I think that was really encouraging. And, um, you know, he's he's had to work hard to get any sort of chances this season, obviously, because Giro's been in such good form. But hopefully towards the end of the campaign, if Caicedo can continue that kind of performance and carry that form into the coming games, that would be the best timing possible to suddenly have him as a real option and a threat up front uh, I think Caicedo is uh, the right solution for this moment you know with, when uh, you're playing Felipe Anderson and Luis Alberto uh, you don't have someone helping mobile in the box and Caicedo is, is, is the best solution that you have now available I'm not saying he's the best player for doing that because uh, maybe on the market you can find find better player, but he's physical, 
he's always in the box and looking to score. And uh, if you see on the on the goal he scored, uh, all the Benevento players were looking for Immobile, and he was pretty alone in the box. And that's you know something you don't you cannot allow. And uh, Casado punished him. And uh, Luis Alberto and Felipe Anderson are very good assessment, but they need to find a target. And if Immobile is uh, marked by two defenders, then it's difficult to give him the ball. But with Casado near, that, that's a solution. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Uh, honestly, I was a little bit concerned about the, the solution Inzaghi uh, did, uh, taking off Bastos and putting Casado directly. I was more thinking uh, of a sub like Luis Alberto Casado for Luis Alberto, but in, mm. in the end, uh, it was dangerous, but it, it, it was, well, it gave Lazio three points. It was a very high-risk strategy, but I think that given the way that the game had gone in the first half, he was clearly aware that Lazio needed to raise the tempo and, and cause more threats, because when you're playing Benevento at home, it's a game that you should be confident enough of winning. But then when they get their goalkeeper sent off after seven minutes, you're you're in absolute dreamland there in terms of looking to, to win a game. You're basically being asked to. But I think Lazio perhaps relaxed a bit too much after the red card in terms of being too sure of themselves about the result. But after that change was made, there was a real intensity. Um, the tempo was lifted. And I think that that tactical change, although it was high risk, and ultimately, the second Benevento goal came as a result of the well, the way the defence was set up. I still think it was quite a smart move from Inzaghi because he was aware that if you throw those kind of players at that Benevento defence as they get tireder in the second half, it's only a matter of time before you score. I don't know if he expected that many goals, um, five goals in the second half, but uh, it certainly did the trick in the end. Yes, and again, yesterday we saw it, and this happened against Asuolo, happened against Pal. Lazio scored the first goal, and after five minutes allowed the other team to score back. That's something Lazio have to focus on, because they simply relax after scoring, and that's something you cannot uh, allow in Serie A. 
and you know you are you are one one nil up, one man up, and the match should be over. Instead, you allowed Cataldi to score, and yeah, that's a that's a mistake that you can allow, especially if you want to fight for the Champions League spot. Which was incidentally one of the most predictable moments <laughs> of the season: Cataldi scoring under the Cour de Nord. Absolutely. Um, I mean, a good free kick. I still think Strakosha maybe could have been a bit quicker to get over there, but it, it was very accurate. Um, and yeah, then obviously the the, cel- the lack of celebration and the kind of gesture of apology to the Kuvenorts. Um Obviously, he fell out with well, they they fell out with him last season after his celebrations for Genoa. So I thought that was quite nice to see that gesture. I don't know how you'd feel about that as a Benevento fan, but I think it's for the best if the relationship there can be repaired because whatever you think about him, Danilo Cataldi is a Laziale. He's come through the youth system and the club's very close to his heart. So I don't think he should be judged on on something as small and, well, in my opinion, relevant as, as that moment last season. I totally agree with you. And uh, yesterday during the, the match, I was thinking, really, we didn't, we didn't need Lombardi and Cataldi in, in the team this year? Uh, especially looking how uh, Di Gennaro is performing and you know how much Nani is playing. I thought they both could be very useful. Uh, I don't believe Lombardi would have complained if he had played so little with Lazio. I thought he would still come in and give 100%. And I think it was really important this season for him because he showed that he can play even in the 3-5-2 system that Inzaghi adopted this season and play as uh, the winger in the midfield. And uh, that was one of the reasons why Inzaghi sent him away because he wasn't convinced he could play there and he finished in Benevento doing that exactly position and <laughs> we saw it we saw it yesterday he he's playing well in that position he's maybe not very talented but he runs a lot he gives everything and he has skills so he can become very useful um, next season and I hope Lazio can bring him back yeah well I mean <clears throat> For that second goal, he did exactly what we've been wanting Marisic to do for ages now, and he's not really been able to produce, which is, you know, getting down the line, beating your defender, and pulling uh, the pullback was very accurate. He managed to pick out the pass. Marisic too often gets himself into good positions and then fails to actually deliver when it comes to the final ball. Um, So I think, yeah, Lombardi, he definitely has a good opportunity to get back into Nzaghi's plans for next season now that like you say he's been able to spend the season in a similar formation to Lazio um, I think that's going to benefit both of the players that Nzaghi can actually watch the footage of those games and, and see that they've been playing in a similar system uh, Cataldi I think he would if he'd stayed this season have had similar problems to Murja and struggled to get in regularly but yeah he's a talented player as he showed and uh, a good option to have yes uh, obviously he would have struggled but if now the point now the point for me is this one 
if you want to compete for the Champions League spot, the first four position in the league, you have to have a big team, you have to have multiple options. This means that on the bench you have to have valuable subs that you bring in and the, and the team doesn't lose quality. Obviously, it's not going to be easy because this means that you have to have good players on the bench that maybe are not going to play that much. But that will help you, especially in this moment of the season where players are tired and, uh, and you need to make changes to compete on different levels. So yes, it's, it's not going to be great for those type of players, but a team like that have to have those type of players. So, you know, Cataldi can still be useful and maybe come in in the last 25 minutes and give a rest to Parolo. That, you know, Parolo is the player that runs more uh, during the Serie A. But if you have Cataldi, maybe he has another option and he can rest a little bit more and be more fresh in, the, in this part of the season. And same thing, Marusic. I mean, I, again, yesterday, Marusic was terrible. I thought he played much better when he, he became uh, the right back than when he was playing midfield. So uh, we were looking for a player like Lukaku who could do the type of thing on the other side. Uh, I don't know what happened. He started really, not really well, no. He started well during the season and after the injury, he never performed as well as before. So... It's disappointing, and maybe maybe Lombardi there could be a better option for for Lazio. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. I think that's definitely a, a part of the squad that the club's going to have to try and improve and uh, add quality to over the uh, over the summer. Um, it's quite obvious that that's been the source of a lot of Lazio's problems this season, like you mentioned at the very start of the podcast. Um, so yeah, hopefully they're already looking at that. I mean, uh, probably too expensive, perhaps for Lazio. But for example, looking at Quadrasamoa and his potential move to Inter from Juventus, I think it would be nice to see Lazio making moves like that and getting involved in the uh, in the market quite early to try and get players who are out of contract in the summer. Um, they're going to be some good players out there so wing backs are something we're going to need Lombardi is an option there but like you said earlier we want to bring in players of a higher quality um, a kind of champion quality as opposed to be competing at the very top of the league yes Lombardi is a cheap option let's call it like that who can give you values for a low price let's say like that and you know he's a Laziale so you know he's going to give everything every time he's going to play. But let's not forget that this summer, Lotito starts with 40 million euros to spend. This summer, there is no excuse that Lazio have to sell before buying. Lazio has this money. And so finally, I think it's time to buy two real good quality players. For me, one target should be another uh, Vice Mobile with that quality, you know, top player, not a Djordjevic uh, just to make a name <laughs> but a quality player we need one in front and one on defence to, to, to take place of, uh, of De Vrij that's fundamental for this season and then I think Lazio has to increase the quality of the bench bringing more players uh, I, I, that's something that is very good 
I don't know if he wants to bring back Minala, Lombardi or Cataldi, but I think you have to have, especially if you want to compete on all three competition till the end, you have to have a bigger uh, selection available for, for Inzaghi. You're going to miss some players like Di Gennaro. We can say it wasn't the right move. But, you know, if you miss Di Gennaro and then you get uh, uh, Leiva that's, and Casado, you know, that's perfect. That still makes sense. But this summer, two big targets. Last year, have the money to, t- to get them. And really, if you want to compete for the Champions League, you have to get them. Yeah, and there's no situation I can see here where Inzaghi can't demand that because if we reach the Champions League, we need to bring in that quality to be competing in it. And if we fail to reach the Champions League, you can just use that argument, look, we didn't have enough strength and depth, we don't have enough quality and depth, and that's the the reason that this, this happened last season is because... Um, everyone was too tired. It's been it's been so obvious really since New Year that the as the fixtures have, have piled up, Lazio's performances have dropped off, and we don't have that quality and depth. So I think there's a very strong argument to be made from Inzaghi to the club hierarchy. Like you say, the budget is there. Um, I I hope that uh, Milinkovic-Savic stays, but if he was to leave, we'd have a lot more money in the bank from that. And obviously, Stefan de Vrij leaving one of our highest paid players. So there's a, a big contract to be able to offer someone as well. So, yeah, the means are there. And the club really need to be a bit more ambitious, I suppose, than they usually are. And, and as you said, Champions League, you need a better, a better team. But to be honest, Europe League is even tougher because you have more matches and, uh, mm. and, and so, you know, Lazio's playing this Thursday. Has, at the end, if Lazio go through uh, Europe League till the end, Lazio will play more matches than the, the team will fight for the, reach the final of the Champions League. So this tells you that even if you are in the Europe League, and I think at this point we can say that Lazio probably will reach a, position, a, champ, a Europe League position, you need a better roster because you need to make more changes uh, because especially now in this time of the season where every match is a final you you have to play freshmen all the time and so that's why uh, you probably need more more players more good players for the Europe League than for the Champions League probably for the Champions League you need more stars for the Europe League you need good players and you know I, I don't think Di Gennaro have proved to be a good player well, he's not really proven to be anything yet because he's not really played with us. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I think we do need to improve the overall quality of the squads. You're right. And, yeah, this, this is a good point about the Europa League having an extra round, even more games. It was frustrating for me as well to see during the international break, which is, you know, an opportunity for some of our tireder players to have a bit of a rest at least I hope so. And then both of Italy's matches, Immobile and Parolo, are starting. And uh, I don't think it was any coincidence we saw the both of them get substituted at the same time yesterday. Um, I found it, obviously, I'm not, not Italian, so I don't have the, uh, the same connection to the national team as you do. But I did find it a bit annoying to see them both playing so many minutes for Italy during the international break when they're two of our players who 
most badly need a rest. And, and they were both friendly matches, so you know you can give uh, time to rest to them. And the other especially, yeah, go on. Sorry, I mean pa Parolo. Surely Di Biagio, he knows what he's going to get from Parolo now. He's he's been around for a long time. Uh, it's, he doesn't need to be giving Parolo so much time in these friendly games. You know, it's surely he should be looking to get a younger player in into the squad to see what they can do. I, I, I didn't really understand that. No, no, neither do I. And there were rumors that Inzaghi was really upset with the Biagio too, for this reason. And the, the other disappointing thing was that Lazio had finally a break and we were hoping to, to get more people back. He said, we lost Radu, Lulic, <laughs> uh, Wallace, etc. So, you know, instead of recovering people, we lost them. So that was a little bit bizarre and concerning. Talking, yeah, yeah. And talking about defense, you know, we're talking every time, you know, Lazio defense is not very good. Lazio defenders are making mistakes. Yeah, but Lazio defenders are the, the, the defense that have scored more goals in Serie A. With the right mm. goal yesterday, they are 13. So, you know, they're, they're, not, they're not that bad scoring. Yeah, and don't forget Bastos, our man up front, um, the, the natural goal scorer. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's true. It's, um, I think a lot of that, a lot of hard work has gone into set pieces on the training grounds. Um, I think that's clear from how many assists Alberto's got this season from set pieces and also from how many goals are being scored by the defenders. You know, not always from set pieces, but the majority of the time. Um, and that's such an uh, such a useful thing to have in your armory, really, is the ability to take advantage of those opportunities. Um, and yeah, another one. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yesterday with DeVry, like you say, I think he's on five goals now this yes. season, which for yeah. a center back is, is a really good return. Yeah, Ibrahim Albeti on Twitter asked, we need good defenders next season. Every season we have the problem in defenders. Um, well, obviously, we, we will have a big hole to fill because De Vrij is leaving. And again, yesterday he showed how important it is. Um, I didn't think Basto, Bastos played that bad yesterday. I, I don't think... It, it, it was weird because, well, the first goal was uh, a nice set piece from Catalia. I don't think the defenders have nothing to blame. On the second, it was more a singular mistake of Patrick uh, and a good skill of Lombardi. So I don't think the defense played badly yesterday. Uh, there are some some mistakes from the single players that uh, Lazio is paying a lot. Uh, said this, I believe 
anyway, even if we don't get to the Champions League spot, I think Lazio need to buy two good defenders. One for sure that has to be a starter to replace De Vrij and another, and another one, sorry, that can come in and give a break to the other players. Yeah, I think something that, you know, going back to the conversation about the transfer market from earlier, I think this is a position that actually Lazio really need to look to be getting reliable champion players in because, first of all, De Vrij's leaving and he's a reliable top player and we need to replace him with someone of similar, similar quality. But number two, uh, Lazio have had defensive problems for years now. I mean, it's been a long time that that's been the main uh, criticism of the, of the team at the end of the season. And so what's kept happening is that every summer we've been bringing in more centre-backs. I mean, if you look at the number of guys who have come through in recent years, you know, from Siani to Gentiletti and now Bastos and Wallace, and all these guys are error-prone and have come in for similar criticisms. So... I think the only way of ending that string of unpredictable signings is to start signing guys who we know are reliable in Serie A um, to, to bring in guys from within the league. Um, that, for me, would be a lot more reassuring. More expensive, yes, but more reassuring than taking in guys who we don't know an awful lot about. It will occasionally work, but... Let's be honest, how often has that worked for Lazio in recent years, bringing in centre-backs from foreign leagues? It's, it's been more missed than hit. And, and one, one point is that the best uh, central defender we had was Piava Diaz. They were all, both yeah. experienced defenders. Uh, one was considered one of the best of the Brazilian league, and he showed it after a couple of months that he had to adapt to the, to the Serie A. And Biaba was an experienced player. And, you know, that we had three good years with Biaba and, and Diaz. So uh, that shows you that that's the type of player you need to buy. Uh, obviously, uh, you can have hit and miss if you go and try players like uh, Ramos uh, or, or Wallace, etc. They are good in, in some occasion, but, uh, well, Ramos need to, to grow. He's very young. Wallace shown that uh, he can play really well in some matches and then make a terrible mistakes. You need to buy buy players like Diaz. And this season you have no excuse because you have the money and you already sold uh, De Vrij, so you don't you don't have to wait to see if he stays or if he if he leaves. So I hope Tari is already pointing that. And I don't know, guys, reply me on on, on Twitter. I think Lazio have to buy a very good defender and a very good striker. Midfield, we are quite fine. So with with those 40 million euros, Lazio have to focus on those two spots. I would say two very good defenders, personally. Um, I mean, yeah, talking about Biavan Diaz, to think that that was Lazio's last consistently reliable defensive partnership. And that's, you're talking about Eddie Reyes' team, that's seven years ago or so now. Um, that entire time since then, more or less, it's been an issue trying to find reliable centre-backs. So I think if we're sticking with a back three, Radu has shown that he's reliable in that position this season. But if we're losing Stefan de Vrij and we are unsure about Wallace and Bastos, which has been a problem all season, then I think we need two guys of high quality to come in over the summer to join Radu in that defence. And then we can continue to integrate Luis Felipe into the sides and give him more time, but I think it's 
too soon to be able to say Luis Felipe is, is the answer in, in the Champions League season. Uh, he has all the rest of the season to prove it. So, you know, he has time. I still think that if you bring two good defenders, then he has, he still can compete for a spot. And Yeah, so much rotation. Yeah, especially because you're going to have uh, a match during the week. So you have to rotate the defense. So I think he's going to have plenty of time to play. So, again, I, I, I think really this summer, Tare and Lotito have no excuse to buy two two big players with experience. Uh, as we said last time, there have been rumors of Bastuber. I'm not sure he's the right player, and I said those rumors are not really true. But, yeah, that's that's an example. You know, a player who has big experience, a little bit like Lucas Leva, that maybe needs to mm. uh, prove himself and try to find back a space with his national team. That could be probably the best solution, the best type of player we are looking for. Yeah, I think you're right. Even if Bad Stuber is not exactly the answer, he's the, exactly the right kind of profile of player, I think, to be looking for. The biggest problem is that uh, there are not so many good defend- central defenders this day. So uh, I think you're gonna, there's the risk you're going to pay him a lot. But still, Lazio has a lot of money this summer, so there's no excuse on that point. Yeah, yeah, well, let's hope so. Well, we're going to see. We're going to see. Anyway, I, I didn't think Bastos played that bad. I can understand why he came out. Because playing with four, defen- four, four defenders, you have to get rid of one of them. And, uh, you know, he chose Bastos because Ramos and, and De Frey was uh, have played more together. Yeah, um, I think also potentially so Benevento is a good opportunity for Bastos to regain some confidence. Um, I doubt he will have done if he was substituted at halftime. Um, but yeah, it's good to see him being integrated back into the team. Um, speaking of people being integrated back into the team, though, is, I found it very interesting to to see at the end of the game that Felipe Anderson was the guy who was given the captain's armbands after the final two substitutions. Um because it's been such a transformative month or so for him. If you think back to where he was after the Genoa game, when he was dropped for, for the trip to Napoli, and it looked like that was going to snowball into a big drama, which we really didn't need. But, you know, fast forward five or six weeks, and there he is with the captain's armband on for the first time. And uh, I saw his statistics in the last... I think eight games he's provided, I think seven assists and three goals, or I might not be exactly right, but it's along that in that ballpark. So he's really bounced back from that in quite an impressive fashion. Um, and I think he deserves perhaps more credit than he's been given. He can change the match in, in a couple of minutes. I thought uh, in the first half he was in and out. Uh, he had He made that amazing assets to Chile Mobile. But then the rest of the first half, he was pretty invisible. So that's that's the biggest problem with Felipe Anderson. He can switch on and out in the same match. So he has to improve there. But uh, he's a player that can change you the matches. And uh, I think uh, Inzaghi um, coped with, uh, with him very well. And even there, Lucas Leva was the first that talked to him after he had that burst with the, with, the, with the manager and that shows you the leadership of, of Leva 
Um, I like that Felipe Anderson had the, uh, was the captain when Mobile and Parolo came out. And I still think he can do a lot. And let's not forget that he's probably the fresh player Lazio have because he started playing in December this, um, this season. So he, he pretty much didn't play the first four or five months of the season. So he should be the one that has more energy. And that's what, why I believe he could be fundamental for the end of the season. Yeah, um, it was interesting to see Inzaghi after the game yesterday as well. He was asked if there's a chance of seeing Alberto Anderson and Milinkovic-Savic on the pitch at the same time, and he said no. Um, on Thursday, he's going to rotate, and one of them is going to drop out, and and whoever drops out will you know, be on the pitch during the second half off the bench. So uh, I think he has decided that there's it's not possible for him to find a balance <clears throat> with all three of those guys on the pitch at the same time. But I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. The the ability to I talked about that this before, but the ability to have three such talented midfielders and any one of those three who you can bring off the bench will have the ability to change the game and give the opposition defense a lot to think about. So it'll and, be interesting to see what he does on Thursday. Yeah. And, uh, and if you see Serie A, you see that the subs, are often changing the match. Uh, they so having good solution from the bench is very useful for for a Serie A team because they can come in, be more fresh, and and change the match like Casado did, uh, you know, and and Zeko did for Roma, etc. So these are resources very useful. And so having Milinkovic Savic on the bench or Felipe Anderson, Luis Alberto, uh, it, it's very good for a team like Lazio. So uh, I agree, having them all together in the same match from the start is quite complicated but uh, it could be it's a good option to have them and the fact they are different type of players that that it's it's quite good because uh, team have to match different skills you know Milinkovic Savic is more a player that goes in the box is physical is is very good with the header Felipe Anderson is more fast uh, Luis Alberto is a great assist man so you know the different skills that can uh, give you uh, the chance to vary during the match. So I, I agree with Simone and Zaghi. I don't think they can play together. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, it would be asking a lot of Lucas. Yes, uh, yes. To, to all those guys in the pitch at the same time. The, the, other, the other thing important he said, uh, he was asked because obviously we said that he changed the formation in the second half and switched from a three-line defence to a four-line defence. So uh, a journalist asked him, Lazio was playing much better in the second half. So is this uh, is there a chance that Lazio change from the three five two to a full line defense and a different solution? And Inzaghi said no. And he said the reason why is that playing twice during the week, you don't have enough time to to mm -hmm. make those changes. He said last week, last year, with the, without the Europe League, we had a full week to change to prepare the match. And so we were able to switch from the three defenders to the 4-1, etc. Now he hasn't got the time to do it. Um, I, I understand his point of view because pretty much what happens playing in Europe League is, well, you have a day off, then you have a day to recover, uh, you have a day to train, and then a day to prepare the match. So you basically have only one match, one training to prepare the match, while before you had two or three. So this is a big difference, and this is probably the reason why Inzaghi doesn't want to switch. Uh, but, you know, I still think 
during the match, Lazio should try to uh, try different solution. Yeah, I think I think he's right to do that. To be honest, I think I was having a discussion about this yesterday. Actually, it's just it's impossible for a coach to to deviate too much from their their overall tactical blueprint at this stage of the season because, like Inzaghi said, you've if you've got a game every three or four days, which Lazio now do, I think we've got seven games this month, so or seven games in three weeks. Um, when do you have time to try and implement or change things? You, you don't because you, you have a game, you might be travelling back, the players have to rest, you maybe have one training session, one and a half sessions, and then you're, you're on the pitch again. So it wouldn't make sense for me to be trying to change the formation at this stage of the season. Perhaps it's a bit different in-game. If you're in need of a goal, for example, it was quite an attacking move, as we've already discussed against Benevento, but you also have the assurances against Benevento where they have 10 men, so it was a slightly different situation. Um, I just think he's far better served looking for different ways um, of his, his side kind of creating and linking up together in the system that he's used all season. Um, I think perhaps the one criticism you could have has would be that last season he was he he'd coached his side to be capable of switching between various formations during games, and that's not something he's he's continued to do this season. Um, and I think that's that's something I would like to see from Lazio is to be a bit more adaptable than they have been. Especially because you have those type of players like you know Maruzic didn't play very well yesterday, but he's a player that can adapt in a different position. Patrick, has, again, is another type of player. You have Lulic, you have Lukaku, you have Radu. You have a lot of those type of players that can change position during the match without, uh, you know, losing skills, etc. So you have those type of players to do it. Uh, I can understand that the movement are different, but I think during the match you can do it and you should be doing it uh, to create more problems to the other teams. So, you know, there are still... Uh, nine finals, like they call it. So there's still plenty of time to, to try and do a little bit of changes during the match. Um, going back to Twitter, we have probably one of the weirdest questions we, we received recently from Alexander <laughs> Mikkelsen. Let's try something, some new question that you're not used to answer to. Who would you rather have a beer at a bar with of the current squad? Who was the coolest haircut of the current squad and who is the next? Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. Big Serie A trainer who formerly made an impact as a Lazio player. Al? Oh. Uh, right, well, should we do these one at a time? Yep. Um, the beer. The beer. Well, the beer is an easy answer. It's obviously Bastos. Um, I, I, would, I would love to go for a beer with Bastos and uh, try and convince him to change position to his natural <laughs> role as a striker. 
Um, I think he'd be great fun in the bar. <laughs> I don't know about you. Um, I was thinking more Parolo Leva. I think Parolo is a very funny guy, and uh, Leva would be nice to talk to him. I think he's very interesting. Uh, very different answers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as you can imagine. Who has the coolest haircut? Well, oh, that's Lukaku. difficult. Lukaku, Lukaku surely. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> if I could pull that off, I would be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my wife would never allow me, so no. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe I'm all type of guy like Strakosha haircut. Simple. And, Simple. Yeah, and who's the next big Serie A trainer who formerly made an impact as a player at Lazio? Well, there's quite a few contenders in that, that regard. Um, I think, I know they've not been doing too well recently, but Massimo Odo has definitely shown a lot of potential with um, Pescara and now Udinese. He started really well at Udinese and now they've lost six in a row, so it's not going so well for him now. But um, he's a young coach. He's already made it to Serie A with a good team, so I think he's one to keep an eye on. Um, trying to think of who else. I think someone uh, came up in my radar recently was Matias Almeida, um, who he was in charge of River Plate for a while. I think he's in Mexico now, but he won the Mexican League last year with Guadalajara. Um, be interesting if he ever comes over to uh, Europe to see how he does. But he's from that generation of the Scudetto winning team. And basically anyone in that team is worth keeping an eye on in terms of coaching because so many of them have, have turned out to be um, pretty good at it. So um, him and yeah, Alessandro Nesta, I suppose, is the other one to keep an eye on. Um, I, I, I would say Sergio Goncesao. He did pretty much well. Oh, yeah. He did yeah. well in, in France. So, and, and he said that he would love to train Lazio in the future. So, and he's, he's, he looks to be a very good manager. And I think a little bit like Simon Inzaghi, he has that, um, how can I say, that not only that leadership, but he's quite cool in talking with the players. He still think as a player, and that's... That's something that works really well with talented players. So he's someone I would be uh, looking uh, uh, to to see if he can come to Lazio in the future. And one a little bit different, Rocky. He's managing, uh, uh, I think, the Yalievi of Lazio now. And he said it quite well. He said he enjoyed training the the kids. But let's see if he does if he has another career like Simon Inzaghi, you know, starting from the youngest and uh, then reaching the first squad of Lazio. That could be interesting. And don't forget Paolo Di Cagno. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a manager. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, a lot. Of, it's amazing how many um, of these ex-players have, have gone on to actually coach at a very good level. Um, I mean, obviously there's... The, the coaching world is littered with ex-players, but particularly ex-Lazio players, I think there's a lot of them out there. Yes, uh, someone was saying, I don't remember who, said that uh, that, Eric, that Ericsson formation, it was pretty much the players on the field that was deciding how to play. You know, obviously mm. Mancini had a lot to say, but it looks like they were talking a lot uh, to decide how to play, how to, how to change position during the match. And... Uh, 
you know, after, after a couple of years, you can understand. They, they pretty much all become managers. So you can understand why that team was really good. I did a, um, a few years ago, I, I went and met Fabio Liverani when he was at Leighton Orient at the time. Um, which turned out to be a complete disaster, and he was there for about three months. And I, I think I spoke to him about two weeks before he was sacked. So it was my fault, probably. Um, <laughs> As usual. But uh, yeah, it was quite interesting speaking to him. That was that was. I think he'd been at Genoa very briefly, and then a gun. That was his first job, which seemed like a bit of a strange one to take, to be honest, because that club is a bit of a disaster. Um, but yeah, he at the time I was talking about. Um, after we'd finished the interview, I was saying I was a Lazio fan and, and um, the, asking him if he's interested in going back. And he said he'd love to come back to the club and so on. And yeah, now he is at uh, Lecce, I think. Um, so Lecce, I think, Serie C at the moment, and they trying to come back yes. up. So Liga Pro now. I don't know. Possibly another one to keep an eye out for. He's, he's another very young, young coach. So um, maybe another one to track. Yes, yes, it could be. Yeah, you know, to be honest, Lazio has so many. You know, the the dream would be Diego Simeone. Obviously, we didn't talk about it, but uh, he, he could be very interesting to have uh, back on the on Lazio bench. It would be as Verona as well, obviously. So plenty of options, honestly, with Lazio, without forgetting Alessandro Nesta again. So many options for Lazio, so many. But you know, Thursday there is. Uh, there's a uh, Europe League, very tough match, uh, very complicated. Uh, the the good thing is that the, the doctor yesterday said that he believes that all the players that was out yesterday would be able to recover for Thursday match. Now I'm not sure if they would be able to play or they could only be called for the match, but they should be able to 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 be there. So probably we're gonna see Luka, Lulic back. Lukaku back, Wallace, Radu. So probably Lazio will play with a, with a good team on this very important match. Uh, another thing I wanted to talk with you is Inzaghi yesterday after the match, they, they asked him, is it more easier reaching the Champions League uh, through the, the Serie A or through the Europe League? And he said, well, obviously we are in the quarterfinals of the Europe League. So this means that the, the final is it's close so probably it would be easier going through the Europe League, but <laughs> you know we are we are fifth, we we are close to the fourth spot, so we won't give up the 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 campionato, the Serie A. We still believe we can do it even through the even through the league. What's your thought about that? I thought it was uh, encouraging, in in a way that you know he feel Lazio could achieve it both way, and a little bit surprising. Yeah, it's surprising in terms of the answer, being the answer to the question. I think he's wrong about that. Um, I think the best chance Lazio have of reaching the Champions League has to be through Serie A because it's not knockout football. And like you say, we're still very close to the top four. Even if we're not in it at the moment, it's actually still in our own hands because we have to play Inter and Roma. Um, so if you're looking at the odds of qualifying for Champions League one way or the other, I would definitely say Serie A is 100% the more likely way of getting into it. But yeah, it's, it's definitely encouraging to hear him taking the Europa League seriously. And if he does feel that way, I'm 
quite relieved because I, I would be really annoyed to see him get to this stage of the tournament and not take it seriously or not put out the strongest team possible because, I mean, this is exciting. You know, it's it's April and Lazio are still in Europe and we're about to go into a quarterfinal. You know, it's this is... This this game is 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 playing to get into a European semi final for the first time in what seventeen years or so, so maybe longer than that. And yeah, I mean that's that's something that we're not used to in recent years is having any sort of success in Europe. So um, ideally we're doing both, but I do disagree with him in terms of it being likelier. I, I believe the biggest challenge is. Uh, seeing which top team goes through in the next stage because obviously there are big teams that can you know that are better than Lazio at the moment so it would be complicated to beat them of course if you play them in the final that's different on the other side I think uh, you know Roma Inter without any matches well Inter without any European competition has a big advantage Uh, they have they are one point ahead and one match to recover. So uh, the gap could be wider. And so, you know, I, I think it's going to be very difficult both ways. I think uh, losing all those matches in the last month complicated a lot the situation for Lazio in the Serie A. So I think it's very difficult. You said, yes, Lazio has to play against Inter and Roma. But uh, Lazio has the Derby, Fiorentina, Sampdoria, Torino... Atalanta, Crotone and Inter. You know, it's it's a very tough uh, calendar. So it's not going to be very easy for Lazio to win a lot of matches from now to the end of the year. So it, it could be really complicated to reach the fourth, the fourth spot. It is, yeah. But at the same time, you have to remember that we have already played Juve and Napoli twice. So even though the rest of the teams we're up against um, are, yeah, like you say, those are some of the better teams below us in the league, um, we don't have any of those really, really big teams left, um, apart from the guys directly around us. Um, Compared to Roma, who still have to play Juventus, um, I can't remember off the top of my head who Inter have got left. Check if you give me a second. Well, they have but, the derby uh, for sure. They've got Juventus um, still to come. Uh, so, yeah, just Juventus and the derby. Yeah, so, I mean, Ro- yeah, Roma and Inter still have to play Juventus, which we've already done twice. So that that is quite encouraging as well if you're looking at the run-in. I think, yeah, look, all those fixtures you mentioned, they are all tricky games. And I'd put Crotone into that as well because they're still fighting hard to get to get relegation and actually by the end of the season what you're really wanting is to play a team like Bologna who have nothing to play for um, so it's a very tough run-in but that's that's what we're in it for you know it's 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 all those games really uh, Lazio should be looking to win and should be favourites to win Yes as you were saying you know there's the big chance that uh, you can arrive to uh, Lazio Atalanta and Crotone Lazio where both of the team are, have nothing to fight for and maybe even Torino so that could be the best hope for Lazio but you know you have to see you have to see I think if Lazio plays like they did in the first half against Benevento there are no chances but if Lazio play like they did in the second half 
and uh, in the other matches, I think Lazio have the chance to make it. But to be honest, and I said it before, uh, last month have decreased a lot of chances of Lazio to reaching the Champions League. So through the Serie A, at least this is my thought. Well, yeah, I mean, clearly last month wasn't great. The loss to Juventus so late on was tough, especially having played pretty well in that game. And then, you know, to drop four points in games against Cagliari and Bologna is immensely frustrating. Um, but, you know, to, to be able to get through, go through a, a tough run of form like that and come out of it and still be within touching distance is pretty encouraging. Um it's yeah, it's going to be close. It's it's a very tough running, but uh, Inter and Roma will be talking about this in the same way that we are. Really, I mean, Inter have the advantage of not having any uh, European football, um, so they'll be focused entirely on uh, on the Serie A and on on the Champions League qualification. But you know, Roma have got Barcelona coming up, so they've got plenty of distractions. Yes, yes, and uh, Wednesday there is the Milan derby that we hope finish with a draw, right? Uh, I don't know. I think, personally, I'd prefer Milan to win it. Um, I know it would bring them a bit closer to that group, but to be honest, I think if we're targeting qualifying for the Champions League, if we allow Milan to catch us, we've already lost that race anyway. So I think we need to regard it as being a three-team race and hope for those other two to drop points at every possibility. And, uh, yes, so I think it would suit Lazio best for Inter to lose that. Okay. Well, we're going to see what happens. Probably next Sunday after um, Lazio Dinese, we'll have a clearer idea of the situation. And we're going to have a podcast after the Europe League match, right? You're available, as usual. As always, I will be there. Okay. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening to us. Remember, you can subscribe to our podcast on uh, iTunes, on Spreaker, follow us on our YouTube channel and on our social network, Twitter, Facebook. And uh, talk to you Thursday after Lazio Salzburg and always Forza Lazio. Thank you, Alistair. Cheers. See you next time. Bye. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.